Welcome back to another episode of Corporate Cowboys, the Corporate Cowboys podcast. I'm your host, Alex, as always, and this is season seven, episode 12. Proof of life for this one is Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. And without further ado, we're going to jump right into another 30-minute console. Again, these are free. These are free. Why? Because I got 30 minutes to hand out, right? Even though I charge by the hour, even though I bill my time, sometimes down to six minutes, <laughs> sometimes down to six-minute increments because that's just how I get down in my professional life. <laughs> these are free for those individuals who got caught lacking, are stuck inside a corporate, who believe they're stuck. Their mind hasn't grasped, hasn't completely understood the paradigm in which they find themselves in, which is the corporate world order. You see, you fucked up somehow along the way. You either took the blue pill or you took the red pill and, and read it out, right? Like, like when you green out and you threw it up, you don't remember what the fuck happened, right? You uh, complied with some type of mandate because you felt like you had to in order to keep your job, in order to feed your kids, in order to pay your car note or your house note. And you feel like you've got no options. You you are demoralized. You're, you might be depressed. You might be going through uh, seasonal, what's it called? Seasonal effective depression or some shit like that. You might be just sad, right? That's not it. You're just in a rut. You might need that spark lit up under your ass. Don't take this as motivation. Take this as instigation. You need to wake the fuck up and move. Because if you don't move, you'll get left behind. You get caught lacking. They ain't going to give you a chance to reach into, <laughs> to, to reach over to your holster and pull your piece. They'll just say their piece and leave you. <laughs> but I digress. I'm, I'm ranting now, right? The question for today comes out of r slash career guidance. And this question is asking for advice. It's asking, can I refuse to work with a coworker? <clears throat> right off the bat, let me tell you why you fucked up with the question, right? Because your coworker should just be a colleague, right? And if you're asking for permission in advance, whether or not you can work or choose not to work with the coworker, you're not taking into consideration the fact that you are your own person. You are a professional. Damn near a corporate cowboy if you know how to handle yourself, if you know how to conduct yourself professionally, if you know how to move within and about corporate the corporate world is your oyster. <laughs> no lies. No cap. The corporate world is your oyster. It is what you make of it. It is what you allow to happen. So if you have to ask yourself, can I refuse to work with a coworker? Can I stop working with a coworker for any number of reasons? Maybe you just don't like their face. It's called being entry level forever for a reason. I mean, you aren't even entitled to a job, right? You fight for it. 
you put your name on the line. You signed the dotted line. You signed up for the corporate world order. You signed up to partake, participate. Voluntarily, you signed to be part of the corporate war. Whether or not you realize that, whether or not you wake up to that fact again, it might be something that I cannot help you with until that realization dawns on you. So let's read the body of this question. It's asking, or essentially it's letting us know, it's telling us that I've been working for corporate for four years now. Okay. They've been working in corporate four years now. So they've got experience under their belt. They've made a couple of bones, earned a couple of stripes, if that makes sense. They've been around in the same organization, mind you. So they must know this joint, at least their department, right? At least their division, at least their immediate hierarchy and their circle of influence. They must know within four years as a corporate, at four years is a lot of time. 365 times four. And one of those is 366. <laughs> within four years, you ought to know where you stand. You ought to know your position, not only in life, because you ought to figure that out. You need to have that figured out before you even sign the line, but you've signed the line and you've been in this, you've been doing work for four years. You ought to know exactly what your position is within the organization, within the organizational hierarchy, what your role is in creating or reproducing the corporate culture, right? That being said, it says in the last year and a half, <clears throat> I've been placed to work with a coworker that is highly underperforming and raised multiple times my concerns with my superiors with little to no results. It sounds like a problem, man. It sounds like they don't take you seriously. I, well, what are you, a fucking junior? Are, 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 you, are you the one with the least amount of time in the organization? Is everybody else there? Is everybody has everyone else there been with the organization for more than four years? Or I mean, you must have either no weight to throw around, or no reputation, no credibility, for them not to heed your complaints, for them not to consider your productivity and your professional health, your professional development, right? Because I feel like the word health is thrown around a lot in 2023. <laughs> it's just thrown around a lot, period, lately, right? Health this, health that, healthy this, healthy these nuts, right? <laughs> if they're not considerate of your professional development within their own firm, when you raise valid concerns about somebody else's performance and how it's impacting not just your own development, but the organization's objective. That's an issue. It's a cause for concern because they're not leading. They're not even managing. They're just letting shit go by. And you're sweeping it under, under the rug, potentially. Could be covering it up. Maybe this underperforming employee is, you know, got some, maybe they got some juice. Maybe they're connected. Maybe they're somebody's kid, somebody's nephew. Maybe, they, maybe they're in the organization because somebody higher up <clears throat> did a favor, did somebody else a solid. And hey, uh, go ahead and give my guy, give my, my girl here, give, give my person 
a little leniency, a little preference, if you will, with a job at your firm. I'll pay you back. I'll make it up somehow. I owe you one, right? <laughs> hey, it happens. It's not unheard of. It says, continuing, this, this has created problems on my projects, my productivity, and my mental health. Yo, I fucking called it. I called it. I don't know why your mental health is an issue. <laughs> I would say your professional health, right? Your professional development, because that's also got to impact some way, somehow, how you act personally with this coworker. And maybe that might spill over to your other colleagues, your other associates, shit, even your supervisors. If this coworker is dragging down your projects, your teams, I mean, you're going to have a darker shade of professionalism, if that makes sense. It sounds a little esoteric now, but maybe if you re-listen to this episode, it'll click for you having heard it a second time or a third time. But you take on a darker shade of professionalism just to get shit done. Just to have to pick up the slack on this motherfucker who's dragging their feet. Right? It does things to people. As far as mental health goes, I mean, don't get mad. Don't get sad. Be glad. This motherfucker might be giving you an opportunity to grind. To grind enough. To grind enough that it weakens their position. And allows you to shine. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a bad thing that they're not being productive. Okay. But you turn that. And scrutinize it. Analyze the situation. Be aware. Grow aware. Tactically. Strategically. For the opportunity. To be even better. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, it takes being creative. It takes creativity to be a corporate cowboy. This shit does not come easy. For some, it comes easier than others. But it's not... I mean, for some, it might be natural. For others, just because of the way they were raised, the way they were socialized, conditioning, other training, it may not come to them as innately as it comes to others. There might be different aspects of my life where this type of creativity, this type of innovation doesn't come as easily as it does to my associates, to my colleagues. But I know organizations enough. I know organizational management enough. I've studied people. I've studied groups of people and organizations. I've studied politics, organizational politics enough to know when there is opportunity and opportunity is abound opportunity is fucking everywhere this person who's shitting the bed gives you the opportunity to either change the sheets but but you do it in a way that you don't get any shit on your hands or it also opens the door to you striking in a match throwing it on that motherfucker while he sleeps in the bed that they made. He or she. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> this is corporate war. All is fair. All is fair in love and war. As long as you come out better for it. And business is better because of it. 
Continuing, continuing, because I'm ranting. I know I'm breaking this down piece by piece, paragraph by paragraph, but you need to realize that this is a change in mindset that's required in order to move and adapt on the fly even. You've got to be able to turn on a dime and go from being a professional to being a weapon. And weaponizing what you know. Because knowledge is power. Knowledge can be weaponized. And you need to arm yourself with with knowledge or something material. You know, something that's got some weight behind it. Some kickback, if you will. Some recoil. (laughs) Knowledge first, though. No last resorts. No last resorts. Knowledge first. All right, continuing. It says, in the last few months, they have been placed, I'm assuming this is the underperforming employee, in the last few months, they have been placed to work also with other people. And recently, I have been given another colleague to help me with much better results. That's good. That's good. That's a change of pace, right? It says, now it appears, though, that more people have complained about the person underperforming. And I have been informed they will remove the better colleague from my project and place the underperforming one instead. Dog, what? So they're going to take the colleague that's been doing better. They're going to take your team member that's been doing better on your project and replace it with the fuck up. With the one that's not doing shit. With the, with the one that's shitting the bed. That's that's fucking up the bag. That's fumbling the ball. They're going <laughs> to... I mean, I don't know how smart that is. Maybe uh, <clears throat> there could be ulterior motives. Again, we don't know. It could be a favor that's being done for somebody. They're just moving this person around until they find a position outside of the organization, right? Maybe they're just a place filler for the time being. We don't know. What we do know is that it's fucking up our productivity and it's impacting the way we do work. I get it. I get it. It's a cause for concern. Don't get frustrated. It might seem frust- it might seem frustrating in the moment. But do not let it overtake you. Do not let it overwhelm you emotionally or or irrationally. Right? Remain objective. Remain logical. Remain tactful. It says, I already commented on the fact that I don't accept this decision, but I will have a proper conversation with my boss tomorrow. Okay, good. You've asserted your position. You've asserted your stance on having to take on this underperforming uh, coworker, this underperforming employee onto your project. You know, with the potential that you're going to have to either pick up the slack or distribute it to others, right? The only other alternative before all of that is kicking this motherfucker's ass. It'd be male or female. Again, I give two fucks. But aside from kicking their ass in the gear, lighting a firecracker under that person's ass, you're going to go the formal route. And I respect you for that. I respect you for that. You you're maintaining a professional front, right? Unless 
unless you're a manager on the project, unless you're a project manager, right, then you could uh, escalate formal complaints. You could treat this motherfucker like the piece of shit that he is a little bit more, right? Don't fucking cross the line either, right? But you can expose them. You can uh, break their ankles or kneecap them, as they say, and just expose them for the piece of shit that they are. At the same time, I mean, you still want to deliver on the project. Don't make your group look bad for the sake of exposing this motherfucker. No, no. If anything, you want to keep it all internal, have it handled in-house, if you will, taken care of uh, by senior leadership with uh, compliments to your service, right? It says, I already commented on the fact I do not accept this decision, but I will have a proper conversation with my boss tomorrow. Okay. I feel I've been put in a position where I'm unable to work and almost forced to resign. Damn, is it serious like that? Forced to resign. Again, are, how important are you? You're four years into this game with the same organization. We don't know the, the, the age, the sex of this of the of this original poster of the OP right we don't know the age the sex the industry that they're in their past experience their education these are all questions that i would take on uh, on in, on intake right when if i'm conducting a first interview an initial interview these are questions that i want to get out on the table so that i can apply some context some contextual facts as far as whether or not they even have leverage to leave Right, whether or not they've got some kind of bargaining chip in order to either force this person out or have the organization reconsider replacing and 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 moving around these employees because they're fucking up productivity. It could be in their eyes. That the productivity of this other project where the better performing colleague is going, it could just be more important, more of a priority. And they're relegating a second priority to yours, right? That's not to say that you're not important. Again, if you're a project, if, if you're not a project manager, I'm sorry to say, but you're just another employee, right? You're just another employee and uh, it could be cause for getting closer to that last resort. Yo, if this motherfucker is threatening your professional career because they're not pulling their weight, yo, you ought to, (laughs) you, (laughs) I would say pick up the slack, but not pick up that vest, pick up that, that, that weight around their neck enough to hang them with it. Right. And a little, and a little stranglehold of sorts and tell them not to come back. You could force them out to resign. How is it that an underperforming employee is causing you to consider to resign? How are you exposing them for the piece of shit that they are for the drag on company resources, on departmental resources, on group resources, just the drag that they are not making them feel bad? I mean, there are some psychopaths out there. I get it. Understandably. It happens. But if you can't make them aware of the deficit that they create on productivity 
to the point where they feel bad and want to leave on their own accord, you know, some uh, extra professional measures might be in order. But you're doing right first by going to senior management. I don't know about almost forced to resign. I mean, you need to really evaluate your position. Again, you're four years into this. Really evaluate your position in life, professionally in the organization, and within the industry, given your past experience and your education. Whether or not that's marketable outside of the firm, outside of the organization you're currently at. The last paragraph it says, what could be the consequences if I refuse to work with the underperformer? Is there any way that I could explain clearly my point of view to my boss without putting myself in jeopardy? <clears throat> Based on that last paragraph, because it's two questions, right? The first question is asking for what are the consequences if I refuse to work with the coworker, right? If I refuse to work with this other employee. And then the second one is how to clearly explain their point of view. Professionally, I take it, obviously, because you don't want to walk into the office and be like, <clears throat> yo, uh, yo, Dave, this motherfucker is, is shitting the bed. This fucking up the project. Doesn't pull their weight. It's really making us look bad out there on the field, right? I get it. I get it. But first, we want to know what the consequences are. And to get to the consequences, you have to think like your supervisor. You have to think like a competent leader of the organization itself, right? If you refuse to work with this coworker, well, how much work can you get done without this coworker? Is it possible? Or is this the type of project where, where the participation factor is something so critical, something so involved, something so integrated that it can't be done with this co like without this coworker? Like they they have to be there. They have to be present. Ask yourself that, right? Because if you can't deliver the project, everybody suffers, right? And that might be the cause that, that that might be that might result in others picking up the slack and potentially having to cover for this underperforming employee, which shouldn't be happening, right? I mean, <clears throat> again, I don't know what your situation is, but if you can't expose this coworker somehow because maybe they they're just tied in like that. Maybe they sucked enough dick, again, male or female, give two fucks. Maybe they sucked enough dick. Maybe they got the juice, right? Maybe they're like a legacy of somebody else, somebody else's kid who sucked dick. <laughs> who sucked puss or sucked dick, right? Maybe maybe they, they were placed, maybe they were appointed to that position, right? It wasn't that they applied. <laughs> You've got to be cognizant of all that as a corporate cowboy. There are more questions that I have for you to ask, right? Yeah, sure. I've got preliminary initial interview questions that I could ask you about your situation within the company, but then there are questions. It's a second layer. There's layers to this. Questions that you need to be asking of yourself, of the organization, and of this employee, whether or not any of it, any of this information is even actionable. 
or you could just polish up the resume and it might be time to leave. Four years? One year and a half of these four years having to deal with an incompetent, because they sound incompetent. If you're underperforming, and I mean substantially, you sound incompetent. Folks sound incompetent who are underperforming. And you might be incompetent in the manner with how you're addressing it, with how you've with how you've addressed it for one and a half years, you've been taken up and carrying the slack, pulling this dead weight. <laughs> no, it's no wonder they put them back on your team because you can pull the dead weight. <laughs> they must have like, wh- wh- whatever other team this underperforming piece of shit was on, they might have complained louder. Right, they might have put their foot down first and asserted their professionalism before yours and getting them the fuck off of their team and back and back on your project. <laughs> but but not all is lost. Not all is lost. You do this enough, kicking this underperforming piece of shit back and forth. You do it enough, something's gotta give. It's unfortunate, it's unfortunate that it becomes a game, right? It becomes somewhat of a game where they're just moving around this underperforming employee to the point where, yo, we got to let them go, right? But it could be any number of things that they can't let them go for. Maybe they haven't, uh, maybe they haven't coached them sufficiently in order to be able to terminate their agreement, right? They could be a fucking... A bi person of colored, LGBT, retarded, you know, any number of fucking things where uh, litigation is anticipated. They're almost looking forward to the fucking lawsuit if they do terminate them. Again, we don't know. We don't know the situation because our original poster didn't include that information. But these are all circumstances, these are all questions to ask in evaluating. Whether or not they got a case, whether or not they have potential solutions and options available to them. It's funny. And it's funny. Like they left, they left your project and now are coming back. Why? Why is that? You think you complained the first time, right? And they moved them and you got yourself a better performing colleague. But now the better performing colleague is being swapped out. And going to the team where the underperformer was and the underperformer is returning to yours. Why? I'm asking you why. And these are questions you ought to ask also. Is it because of qualifications? Maybe the, uh, the better performing individual had a certain expertise or experiential qualification that was really required on the other team. And this move for the shit-performing employee back to your project is just temporary? We don't know. We don't know. Maybe you won't see them for too long. until the uh, Maybe only until the other project is completed. Again, again, we don't know, right? These are all facts that are necessary to make certain of before I could give you something professional. Before I could consult you completely. But... The point of this entire podcast is for you to broaden your fucking horizons, for you to expand 
your idea of professionalism as a corporate cowboy. So you're able to run and gun in real time. Right? Now, if you have an issue that you can't think through yourself, by yourself, I mean, and you require one-on-one consultation, shit, that's what we're here for. We're corporate cowboys for a reason. And that is to create other corporate cowboys. That's how association works. You incorporate other associates. Associates incorporating associates. You know the motto. (laughs) You want to find us? We're on IG. That's at Corporate Cowboys with a Z. You can shoot us a DM, right? On Patreon, you can subscribe. There's question and answer sessions for some of the tiers available. Video conferencing. You want to set something up exclusive? You can do that also. Shit, write to us. Some snail mail never hurt anybody. P.O. Box 3372, Rancho Cordova, California, 95741. That's all forwarded to us, forwarded to me and my colleagues. And we could help you plan something out. Rates are more than reasonable. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about your future. We're talking about your professional development and you're allowing somebody else to hamper it. You're, you're allowing this It's because you're allowing it to happen. But the first step is remaining formal, remaining professional, being reasonable. And you're doing the right thing by taking it to, uh, to management. If you refuse to work, like I said, You have to ask yourself whether or not the project is deliverable without this employee. You can scratch their name off the credits, right? If they're not doing shit, why would you give them shit? Why would you allow them to put their name on your shit? How long have we been going on? 30 minutes exactly? 30 minutes exactly. Imagine that. I don't even want to read the comments on this. I know I'm right. I, I <laughs> it's like reading <laughs> reading the comments on this might bias you, the listener, a corporate cowboy in the making, to consider something less than your professional development. Don't don't settle for less. Don't settle for less. You need to analyze the situation you're in and you need to be dead sure. 100% certain before you squeeze the trigger on anything. Right? Ask yourself whether or not the situation warrants you putting your foot down, letting management know that they either got to boot this motherfucker off because we can work without them or realize that maybe this person is a key figure they could be a key figure to the company right if if uh, here's another if they are favored right who do they know and why are they there boom you got another in you got another hook you got another thread 
to pull on, to cut through. That's all you, baby. You got to think like a corporate cowboy. That entails, you know, how to move professionally, how to socialize, how to network. This piece of shit could be uh, somebody of importance to somebody else. That's for you to find out. For In, in order for you to know your worth, you, you need to know your worth in relation to everybody else. See, that's some corporate cowboy shit. For another episode at that. Because 30 minutes is enough. Time is money. I'm not going to say mine is expensive. Because this podcast is out of not charity, but generosity. Benevolence, even. I want the folks that we associate with to think like us. To think like corporate cowboys. I'll catch y'all next time. Take care.